This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. My father always told me it was better to learn the business lessons from others so that I didn't make those mistakes. Today, you get the opportunity to learn from Michael Coles, a serial entrepreneur who has had severe challenges facing him, survived, and thrived in style. Apply what he learned to your business so that you avoid some of the heartaches that Michael had. Michael, welcome to Contractor Sense. Hi. Uh, it's nice to be here with you today. My pleasure. And the book that you wrote is called Time to Get Tough. And we can start, you know, the story about rewriting the book and everything along those lines. But I really want you to tell the oven mitt story so that we can start there, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and the the actual title of the book is uh, time, time to Get Tough, How Cookies, Coffee, and a Crash Led to Success in Business and Life. Uh, the reason I say that is because there is another book uh, titled Time to Get Tough that was written by the president. So I just don't want people to get confused. Um <laughs> So uh, my partner and I started the Great American Cookie Company with $8,000. Uh, we borrowed $25,000. We had to sign a personal guarantee for that. We signed the lease. Uh, that was $25,000 a year rent, a uh, quarter of a million dollars. It was a 10-year lease. We had to personally guarantee that as well. And uh, we had spent 10 months researching the cookie business before we got started. And let me stop you there. You, you didn't have any knowledge of the cookie business before you got in. No, it, it, we were absolute unpredictable success because we had, both of us came out of the clothing business. Uh, we had no experience in food. Uh, and it was also a time in uh, the shopping mall industry where there were no single concept food ideas. There were no cinnamon roll stores. You know, there were no uh, yogurt stores. There were no... Um, there were no single concept ideas. And the reason was is that mall developers didn't think that a single concept food idea could ever do enough revenue to pay the rent. And here we were, set, you know, we were one again in the business where we were selling cookies that were at that time 30 cents and $25,000 a year rent. You can do the math. It takes a lot, of cookies. a lot of cookies. A lot of cookies. A lot of cookies. Anyway, we struggled to get that first store open and we, uh, again, had risked a lot, you know, with personal guarantees for rent and the loan. And so we got we got that store ready to open on the 29th of June. We had no money for marketing, so we handed out flyers around the surrounding neighborhood and also in the mall employees that said that from 9 o'clock in the morning till 12 noon, we would give away free cookies in hopes that people would come for free cookies and like them and then come back and buy them. Or buy one after they've tried it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we showed up about 7.30 in the morning on the 29th. We were very excited about getting our business rolling, now executing on this great business plan. And we put our first batch of cookies in the oven about 8.30. Uh, and 15 minutes after the bell went off, uh, we went over to the oven. And these cookies were, were sitting on their trays. They were beautifully golden brown sitting on their trays with steam coming out of them at 350 degrees. And we opened up the oven door and realized that we had forgotten to get oven mitts. And all of this in the store, which was my partner, 
Arthur and his wife Susan, my wife Donna, their son Billy, my mother Lee, no paid employees, and we are just sitting there staring at these cookies. <laughs> now, of course, there's about 80 people out in the mall, maybe 100 people that have come for free cookies. They have no idea what's going on. They just continue watching these cookies bake, eventually going from golden brown to dark brown to the cookies catching on fire on their trays. We were on a combined air conditioning system with Park Lane hosiery. People were running out of Park Lane hosiery, screaming because they thought the mall was on fire. Fire department came, and Jeff Weil, who was the mall manager, who had taken this big chance on us, you know, two guys with virtually no money or experience. Um, and he could have broken our lease right there that morning. He could have walked up and said, that's it, guys, I'm done, you're out. But he didn't. But as he walked through the maze of firemen and a cloud of smoke, he just asked one simple question that day, and that was, is this what it's gonna be like <laughs> every day, guys? And the truth is, we reassured him once again that we really knew what we were doing. He, he wasn't buying it. And, you know, the metaphor, and I guess really the importance of that story, which is one that I try to pass along all the time, is, as I said, we spent 10 months researching this business. Uh, we risked everything we had, and we could have been put out of business because we forgot a $3 set of oven, oven mitts. mitts. Yeah. And so the lesson in all of this is the difference between success and failure is never what you plan for. It's how you deal with the unexpected. Right, because the 10 months of ex of research never talked to, told you you needed oven mitts, did it? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've, you know, in reading the book, and it really talks about the fact of every time there was adversity, every time there was a problem, every time there was issues, you just, you know, picked yourself up, dusted yourself off and kept going. What's in you that made you do that? You know, I've asked myself that question way before I wrote the book for a long time. And, um, you know, the story in my book about my dad's bankruptcy has probably had the biggest effect on my life when, and not so much when he first went bankrupt and I had to give away my dog and we lost our house and we moved to an apartment. Um, my life didn't really change that much at that point other than losing my dog. But... Um, three years later, when my dad always thought he'd recover and never did and over, kept overspending and his wages were being garnished and we wound up moving in the middle of the night to Florida, uh, which was a debtor state, so he could try to start over again. But the reality of when we moved, uh, waking up in a 300-square-foot apartment in Miami Beach with 100-degree temperatures, no air conditioning, one bedroom. My sister and I had to share a bedroom. My dad and my mother had to sleep on a porch. And I remember waking up that next morning and now realizing this is the reality of bankruptcy. And it was a horrible feeling because I knew I only had two choices. I could think my dad would recover or I could go to work and try to help my family. And it was, it was not heroic, it was a responsibility, but it, it felt awful. It just turned my stomach. And I think the drive for me is I never wanted to ever have that feeling again. Yeah. And I knew at every adversity, you, that's what you face. If you're gonna to try to be successful, the flip side is failure. Yeah, the reality <laughs> is, you know, when all the crap, excuse me for saying that way, happens, you have two choices. 
you can say, oh, woe is me, or let's do let's something deal with it. And, and get, get it done. And get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing about things that pop up, is that if you can learn from it, you know, my expression, you know, my first business went bankrupt. And I remember thinking to myself, the day we filed the papers, I said, I know someday I'm going to go back in business. And I know someday when I go back in business, I'm going to make mistakes just like I did here. But I'm never going to make the same mistakes. Absolutely. Okay, when we get back from break, we will talk some more with Michael Coles and about dealing with adversity and picking yourself and dusting yourself off. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then, she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same. Zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So, get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I am talking with Michael Coles, and I will get the whole title of his book right this time. Time to get tough, because as you said, you're not a president. <laughs> Although you've been a president and done some really cool stuff. How Cookies, Coffee, and a Crash Led to Success in Business and Life. And before the break, we were talking about the fact of, you know, tough times happen. Tough times happen in a contracting business. They happen in a cookie business. They happen in every single business. I know of nobody who's had the the bed of roses starting and growing a business. Have you Have you ever seen anybody who's had no problems? No, I, I, let's put it this way. I've read about a lot of successful people and the interesting thing about all of their careers is what went wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So you also had a, an accident and it, it really caused you to actually do the cookie business really, really well as a result of it. And part of it, um, the doctors told you you'd never walk again, right? Unaided, yeah. I Unaided. Would always, I would always need either canes or crutches. Yep. And that was six weeks after we started the company. I mean, everything was going great. And then I had this motorcycle accident. 
And I never intended to the, the cookie business to ever be my main business. I mean, it was going to be my transitional business until I figured out what I was really going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> Lo and behold. I mean, and, you know, for all the months leading up to it being in the cookie business and then getting in the cookie business, I still had associates from my clothing days calling me up and saying, all right, we have an, we have an opportunity for you because you can't really be taking this too serious. <laughs> And when I had my accident and wound up on a walker for a number of months and then crutches for a long time, it took all the options away. There was no ADA, you know, the American Disability Act back then. You really couldn't go on an interview with a walker or crutches. People would just walk out the door. But when I, so I had to focus on the business. And and I love telling this. For the first two years I was in business, I was printing my business cards 50 at a time because I figured at any moment (laughs) I was going to be doing something else. And then when we had about, I guess, 15 or 20 stores, I woke up one day and said, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. And and what Michael is very um, being very kind about and telling you, not telling you, is that he rode uh, bicycle races cross country four times? Four times. Four times. Yeah. And 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 actually won it. Yeah. And said three world records. Yeah. So this is when a doctor tells you you'll never walk unaided again. You go and you go cross country and set three world records. <laughs> so it, it works. I mean, the reality is, is you took your life in your own hands. Yes. And you made decisions. And I think when I first started this self-style rehab program, I didn't know if I'd get any better. But I also knew that I had a, I had to try something different. And if it if I wound up in the same place, then I would have at least felt good that I had tried a lot. I had tried a lot harder than what was given to me as a rehab program. Yeah. All right, let's fast forward post book, and you've done a lot of work at um, Kennesaw State University. You still teach them entrepreneurial classes. What do you tell the entrepreneurs? What do you, you know, these people who have starry eyes that they're going to start these phenomenal businesses? And what's class like? Well, it, first of all, it's great. It's a lot of fun. I, I, and I've learned a lot from millennials because um, a lot of people give them, give them a tough rap. I can tell you that I've learned a lot from them. Maybe we do things a little bit different. But their way of thinking, because not like me who grew up, I didn't grow up with the Internet. Um, and I, I still think of the Internet as the Internet, and they just think of it as a tool. And they think of businesses worldwide immediately, as opposed to someone like me who grew up and thought about a location. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of learned from each other about, and I've changed my way of thinking as well. But what I talk to them about, first of all, I always tell them the story of almost burning down the wall the first day and about dealing with the unexpected. But that the other thing is, is that if, if you're going to be out and start a business, You've got to understand, don't don't do this because you think somehow you can set your own hours and, you know, it's going to be easy. I mean, they've got to understand it still takes hard work today. And the other thing is, is that if you're going into a business where you're going to be, let's say, uh, the disruptor. Which they like to do. Which they like to do. But the thing they've got to always remember that you're when you come out disrupting. There's 50 people watching, and their starting point is going to be your great new idea. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So in the short time we have, I've always 
one, I've wanted to ask you this question for a while. When we first started talking, what's your definition of success? Well, you know, I hate the word, first of all. Um, I know I'm somewhat more successful than I used to be because I know when I go to hotels now, I don't take the little bars of soap, but I, <laughs> but I grab all the shampoos I can get my hands on. So we're going up in the world. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, if I had to define my definition of success, it would be um, building a life that um, gives back, uh, a life that you feel has given you what you need for both you, your family, uh, uh, the community. Uh, I think the definition of success is to have a whole life that is successful. It's not just about making money. No, it's, I would agree with you. It's not about making money. So all of you who are listening, who are saying you're in the contracting business, the HVAC business, the plumbing business, and stuff like that, it's much broader than that. Life is much broader than just a business. And yeah. not that I want you to quit your businesses, but it's much broader. And and I think people, when they kind of uh, reach success or a level of success, they, they need to be a mentor. They need to find other people that they can help. My life was changed dramatically by my mentor when I was 13 years old. And here I am a long way from 13. I'm still talking about him. So the thing of it is when you have someone you can help, they may be talking about you long after you're gone. Absolutely. And what a legacy to live, exactly. to leave, actually. Okay, Michael, where do we get your book? Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's available at a lot of local bookstores, uh, small independent bookstores, but uh, Amazon is probably the easiest way. It is available both uh, in a hard copy as well as on Kindle. Okay. It's time to get cup. Time to get tough. How cookies, coffee, and a crash led to success in business and life. And if you want to come to Atlanta, can we come to Kennesaw and, and take a class? You can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you want to sit and, and learn from Michael one-on-one, come to Kennesaw State University, otherwise now known as KSU, and come to one of his classes. I think you'll learn something. Michael, thanks so much for being with us. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.